Brian Scalaro, what's up, baby? Hello. How <laughs> you doing? Dude, can I say something? I um <coughs> I was, I, was uh, I was talking about comics the other day and like we were talking about people that like uh like just level rooms. Like, you know, people always say like, oh I killed or this, or you see someone like doing okay, but like yeah. I'm talking about fucking like picking people up and fucking knocking them down, dude. And I always tell them, I think I told you this too when we were working together. I saw you at the comedy cellar, um, probably when I was like a month into comedy, dude. And I don't think I've, uh, I've, I've seen very few people kill the way you do, man. And whenever we work together, it's like, I'm telling you, man, it's one out of every, like, there's gotta be like, I, I think Tony Rock is another one. Um, Tony, Tony can destroy it. Thank you. Thank you, by the way. It's uh, you know, It comes from watching Robin Williams and Robin Williams always came in like a whirlwind and like a hurricane. And then like he left. You know, yeah. and that's kind of what I wanted. Yeah. But uh, I think there's something to be said for not killing, taking your time, writing intelligent jokes and writing jokes that make people think and yada. And here's my personality. And this is what I think is and like yeah. that is that works really well on television. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, but I prefer I prefer to have the people in the audience go home going, who was the fat guy? That's what I prefer. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you I know think, what was really funny? The fact that that's what I like, you know? Yeah. But you know what I think? Um, I got to be honest, like your Conan set is, uh, it holds up on television really well, too. Well, I was, t- I had to tone that shit down. I had yeah. to, uh, I couldn't come at them like I normally did. I had to cut out the curses and yeah. every one of my joke has a curse written in it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so it was, I was on high alert the entire time. I w- it was Brian restrained, you know, it was yeah, yeah, Brian yeah. mixed with water. Right, That's right, right. When I watch it, I when I watch it, it's painful to me, but it's still mm. it's still being fine and people like it. Yeah. But it's hard for I'm I'm watching it going, that's eh, not me, but it, that's okay. That's that's Brian Light. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I, it still came out fine. Yeah, dude, I respect it though, man. I respect the comics that just want to come out and um just there, I mean listen, there's nothing wrong with people that want to write intelligent shit. It's just like but then it's when they uh it's when they think they're better. Than like other other yeah. comics, you know, when they're like, ah, oh, that's the, you know, you're talking about farts. Come on, man, what year is this? What are you a fucking animal? It's like, yo, who cares? Like, if you can't follow yeah. me, then it doesn't. Then George George Carlin George Carlin talked about farts. Bill Cosby talked about farts. Richard Pryor talked about farts. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. That you that you're gonna get offended? I'm talking about farts. And my fart jokes are original. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Say after you fart, it's, it's a whole bunch. It's different, different angles. I'm not just talking about farting in an elevator. Like, oh my God, you know, it's yeah. not like that. It's also, so, but it's uh, like, I, I put in the category of like, like dating and like, uh, whatever, trying to get laid because it's, it's shit that we, everyone knows about. Everyone takes shits, everyone farts, everyone, uh, dates, everyone wants to get laid. I, yeah. I like universal stuff. I think that's what, that's how I grew up watching comedy. Yeah, George Carlin had points, and then he would do his silly stuff. Yeah, and then he would do his universal stuff. Yeah. So I like doing that. I like hitting them with some with some hard religion jokes. Yeah, and then then but it's all, all silly. Everything's silly. Yeah, and that's what works for me. You find yeah. what what works for you. Like I would love to be like Bill Hicks and cha- help change the world, but it doesn't yeah. work on me. It comes off too angry, yeah. and it's not well as the well written as this. What works for me is silly. And that's that's what I do because that's what that's what people like what I do. Yeah, I think so I, I think it's just I think it's preference, like you said. But I got to be honest, like guy like Bill Hicks and like even a guy if I think about like like Gary Goldman, like I'll watch and I understand why it's funny and shit. But like 
I think I just, I'm just dumb. Ard's got a short attention span, dude. Like some of the jokes are just long and like, like they got like words I've never heard of. And like I said, it, it's there's totally high. for everybody. It, it, yeah. it is Eddie Griffin and then there's Dennis Miller. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody says comedy has to be a specific way. Right, right, And right, I right. didn't realize that until I left New York. When I was solely in New York yeah. for the first 10 years of my career, I didn't like road comics. A road comic would come in and be like, this guy's a hack. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I'm, we're on TV. What are you doing on the road? You know what I mean? Like, I, ventriloquists, fucking guitar acts, jugglers, yeah. Yeah. characters, people, people who do characters. I didn't like any of that. Yeah. When, my, when I moved to LA, I was in culture shock. I was like, this is what they're doing out here? I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was coming from working with Nick DiPaolo and Patrice O'Neill and Jim Norton. Now I was, now I'm watching these guys perform. It was rough. Right. It was a big change. I'm, I- yeah, I I had the same feel when I actually you hooked me up with a spot um that friends and family what's that show at the the comedy store comedy store no 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 but they had that show where it's not the it's a new friends comedy. and family at the comedy store yeah friends so I yeah I remember I'll never forget I appreciate that by the way sure but I did that show and just the, all the spots that week I just remember feeling the same way you did I'm like everyone yeah. I guess one guy was on the top of the piano for his set I'm like what the fuck is going but on? At, at at one point. At one point, I began to be accepting of the fact that uh, New York comedy is not the only type of comedy there is. Yeah. But when you're in New York, it's fucking boxing. You're, it's just a gym. You've got gloves on and you're on stage and you're, you're practicing. That's it. Yeah. And I love that's my preferred way of stand up. Yeah. But I also, you know, like I, and I was silly back then too. You know, I was, I was doing my silly act then. Yeah. But, but the crowd respected me and the comics respected me and I fucking loved it. But it's just different in the world, and I've I've grown, I've grown, I've grown to go. Nobody says one style is right. Like no. there's a club in Florida, I played it in 2019, and I did very well. Yeah, very well. I did the radio. I knew they didn't have anybody like me. Just from the money they were paying me, I knew they didn't have anybody like me. <laughs> so and I did the radio, and the radio DJs were like, "My God, thank God, somebody from New York." Yeah, the place was sold out. Each show, I killed. They don't want me back. And they just wrote to me and said, we love you and we wish you the best, but we're not looking for rebooking. And I'm like, I'm not their type of comic. Like what I do yeah. is not what that club does. That club likes cruise acts, family friendly. Yeah. That's yeah. what they like. I'm up there fucking saying bullshit in church. I'm making yeah. fart sounds. I'm like they don't, I'm not what they want. So there's different, as pissed off as I am, I yeah. get it. I get it. I, I don't even get, like, I don't want to say I don't get those comedy rooms, but there's so many rooms like that. I think it's more about the money thing, man. I, I can't imagine they wouldn't want to get someone that's a killer or like could sell tickets if they could pay them. I think it's just a money thing. Well, I wasn't asking for more money. Uh, I didn't, we, we didn't, we didn't even get to that. I think it's right. just that they probably somebody in the audience was like, my Lord, yeah. this is not what we thought. Yeah. You know? I think like, that guy, that guy wants to please his regulars. It's a small town of Florida. Yeah. He's got a business, and I can't I can't expect them to change their business so I can tell my fucking Jesus jokes. I, I think I think but, being from the Northeast too, like we say fuck shit all the time. You know, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Religion's silly to us. Do you go in the Midwest or these smaller um, smaller towns, bro? Like you curse, they are shocked, man. They're like they don't they've never cursed oh, yeah, in their yeah, life. Yeah. You don't say it in their household. Yeah. Like they get really offended. Now, the, we, were you there? When me when we did Miami, did you yeah. go with us? They made us go to that strip club. They made us go. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I, uh, I hated every fucking second of it. I hated it. <laughs> well, he paid for us. He just took a stack of singles. He put it in the, in the so we didn't have to pay anything. But it was very. Yeah, but uh, it was like a woman that looked like me would come up with her shirt off yeah, and stand next to us and go, hey, buddy. And we had to give her a dollar just to talk to us. I'm like, what is this? I don't get me out of here. And I didn't like it. I was in love with the girl at the time. I didn't want nothing to do with that. I remember that. that was a yeah. Weird, weird fucking experience, man. Dude, that's my, that's Miami for you, man. It's like, it's literally like, uh, what are we doing after the show? It's like, no question. Yeah, strip club, cocaine. What the fuck do you think we're going to do? But we didn't do any cocaine. We just went and fucking stared at strippers who looked like me. <laughs> I thought it was fun. They, though, that, they were pretty, they weren't the best. But no. he get he, it was, I, I, I just appreciate that he gave us the money because I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. And that's not a thing. That's only in Florida, apparently. Where if they just fucking say hi to you, you have to give them a dollar. Like that's yeah, that was annoying. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. But they were very, the the club was very nice. They're not reopened yet. I'm like, God damn, why is every club I I played not reopened yet? I'm like, Come on, open. But it was fun. That was a fun drive. Yeah, and I was happy I was there with you because I think if I was there with some other people, I would have fucking killed myself. Oh, you know? no, it was a big. But moment. yeah, you were, you were great. Thanks, man. You were great. I got to be honest, man. Like that was a big moment, dude. Because. Um, like I saw you at the comedy cellar, so just like performing for you, like uh, was like with you was like holy shit! Like it's like I'm, I'm doing something with my life, but yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it was a downslope of my life. But uh, I did. <laughs> Come on. No, I'm not, not working with you. But, I mean, you caught yeah. me on the downslope. You know. No, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. But um, yeah. nah, dude, you've done so much. Like you have the career I kind of want, where it's like you you headline everywhere, and you have like um, like you've done t- so much TV and film. And here, here, I'm going to throw something where I, I know you've done Stacked and Mad Men, which I, um, yeah. those are probably like the, the most notable things you've done. But I was really into uh, Life and Times of Tim. Uh, yeah, Life and Times of Tim was a great show. I thought it was it hilarious. It was on HBO. Yeah. It was by Steve Dildarian. And what the guy, the guy worked in marketing. And then yeah. one day he just did a cartoon. Yeah. And I thought it was so much funnier than South Park because I liked it because it was all awkward moments. Yeah. And the whole show was awkward moments. Yeah. And then the mistake they made was they started writing a, a scene, a page. So all of a sudden there was like, there was like 18 pages, yeah. uh, 18 scenes. And you're like, okay, so we got to fit everything into one page. And it took away those awkward moments. So like, right. like he would get celebrities like JK Simmons and people, and they would all do the show. Yeah. And then there really wasn't much ad libbing anymore. It was a lot of like just fast, fast, fast. But I did like so many of those episodes, but the good news is yeah. that guy is now doing the exact same show with a different title, but it's about a kid called 10-year-old Tom. And I've done three episodes, and it's going to be back. It's going to be on HBO Max. And oh, I can't awesome. wait because it's so fucking funny. Awesome. You know, the guy, it's the same. It's the same. same style, yeah. Yeah. It's like everything well, I love that, Life and Times. Yeah. The, wor- the worst thing that could happen um, fucking happens to him. Like, it's, the whole episode, yeah. But what's really good about that show is that the people I work with usually mm-hmm. always say to me, we're going to have you back. You're great. And they forget. Yeah. They forget because they got they got scripts to write. They got fucking people to take care of. They got they got the kids. They get this and guy. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, he was not. I, I kill. Yeah. <laughs> I try to kill. Yeah. So with that, so Steve remembered me and brought me back every fucking every season. That's awesome. You know, man. and then he brought me back for his new show. I mean, I fucking love the guy. Yeah. It's not often when people say uh, we're gonna have you back that they fucking remember. Like I did a Netflix commercial. With the popcorn, I was got with the popcorn, like, and they were putting jewels in a teddy bear. And I was like, I love you guys. Yeah. This guy's wearing a wire. Hey, he's wearing a wire. <laughs> that commercial, when I it was all when I finished that commercial, everybody broke into applause. Mm-hmm. 
And the writer said to me, you're going to be in everything I write from now on. Oh. I said, okay. Yeah. And all he, right. he forgot. Yeah. <laughs> now, what do you up. do? I was do you email these people or do you call them or do any do any of the shit or you just I, I feel like I, I do and it never seems to work out. It's yeah. it just you can try you can show up and be like I don't want to you can show up at a comedy store, comedy club and say I don't want to follow that guy. Can you move me towards the end? And because you did that, the show's your set's going to go horrible just cuz of karma. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. you were trying to control things. Yeah. Like a sitcom, like a sitcom plot, it wound up fucking you over if you try to control uh, it. I see. So, I, so if I write to people and be like, hey, how are you? It's just going to backfire. Right. So if they want to hire me, they'll hire me. Yeah. Right. I see you. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I was at a club yesterday in the city. This guy, Kareem Green, I don't know if you heard of him. He's fucking, yeah. uh, you've, heard, you've heard of him. Yeah, he's fucking hilarious, dude. And he's just up there murdering, murdering. And I had that little moment of like, uh, maybe I should like go outside and pretend I'm lost and then, uh, you know, come back, you know, and, and then they'll put someone else on before. And I'm like, come on, don't be a pussy. And uh, I went on and I did well. And I'm just so fucking grateful for it. But I had that moment of like, uh, shit, should I uh, try to try to uh, puss out here? Well, what's, what's, what's difficult about him is not the fact that he's killing, it's the fact that it's mostly sexual. What I found, and so I was like, okay, sure, so sure. how am I gonna go? To, how am I gonna go to my fucking these other jokes? Yeah. So I was like, if I follow sex with his sex, yeah, it's not gonna work because they're gonna compare it. Right. If I do it, if I so if I do something charming about family, it's not gonna work. So mm -hmm. it kind of puts you in a bad position. I always feel like he should be at the end of the show because of the type of material he does. But that's my opinion. Yeah. No, he's uh, he's usually closing out shows at the club that uh, yeah. that we were at. Gotham. No, not Gotham. Uh, shitty club. LOL. Yo, that's club still around? Yeah, club still. They're cockroaches, bro. They'll never die. Wow. Yeah. You know, remember the club that used to be in in Times Square called Ha? Yeah. This yeah. Club, club, they would go to the people in Times Square who are visiting. Nobody in New York is in Times Square, you know? So these are all visitors. <laughs> yeah. And somebody comes out to them and says, Do you want to see a comedy show with Tina Fey and Dave Chappelle? And you say, Yes. And then they go to Ha. Yeah. And, you know, and there's no. They suppose you know clubs exist. Yeah. So they get screwed. So I, they see the worst comics in the city. So one day I'm performing in Denmark. Yeah. And then the one Danish comedian is like, you know, I was not impressed with what I saw in New York, comedy-wise. Mm -hmm. And I go, where'd you go? Ha? Huh? Ah. Uh. Yeah. He goes, yeah. I was like, well, that's because you went to Times Square, idiot. It's yeah. like me going to this little fucking section over here in your town, expecting yeah. I'm going to get fucking real food. Yeah, and I was like, you, you went to the Times Square and you saw the worst comedy club in the in the country. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind bad mouthing them because they don't exist anymore. Yeah, well, dude, I I mean, this club it's a it's LOL. It's kind of like a subsidiary. Is that even the right word? But it's like it's kind of like from ha. Huh? But dude, huh. it's like I I just, you know I like you know I appreciate the stage time and shit. And obviously, you know, when I get to a point in my career, I don't have to be there. I won't go I've there. I've never even seen it, so I'm I'm not judging it. It's it's like the same. I think it's the same thing. It's like you got to take an elevator, a, a staircase to go up. It's just like, um, yeah. It's just I think it's I think the guy who used to book Ha, booked LOL, and then like a new owner came in and bought it out or something like I that. But dude, I went. I did a show. I was supposed to do a show like a month ago. This is how um how how bad it is run and. It sounds like I'm shitting on it, but this is just a terrible, this is just something terrible you do to people. I get off the train at 50th Street at 7.55, right? The show's supposed to start at 7.30. My spot's at like 8, 10 or whatever. I get yeah. off, I look at my phone. There's a message, like a group chat for the club. One comic's like, why are the doors down? Like, you know, those like 
door, you know, New York City doors that shut, that close the, the when people close their business. Yeah, yeah. Well, they get for the stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the owner, yeah. the owner of the club, texts back. He's like, "Oh, sorry about that. We're canceling tonight." And didn't like, tell you. yeah, they didn't tell us. We're like, there was a comic already there, like at the door, and I was just getting off the train, about to walk in. So that's kind of how it's. Uh, that's, how it's yeah, it's like uh, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, you know, yeah, that sucks. It's like you guys are coming from fucking Brooklyn. You're getting on subway. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could have had other spots. One guy goes, one guy writes back, like, furious. Like, I took a taxi, blah, 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 blah. And then the guy goes, oh, so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And then it's so sad. Like, he immediately folded the other comic. He's just like, hey, man, just, you know, letting you know. You should just text us, you know? Like, let us know next time. Yeah. It would be nice. Well, because the guy said sorry. I, I mean, you I'm, a sucker, I'm a sucker for sorry. When somebody says I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I dated a crazy girl. And she used to say horrible things, and then I would, and I would be like, "Get out!" And she'd be like, "I'm so sorry." I, I like, and she would apologize and be real sincere. Right. I'd be like, "All right." Then she'd do it again a week later. You know, yeah. she'd say, "I'm sorry." And I'm a sucker for "I'm sorry." I'm the same way too, man. I literally can't say no to my girlfriend if she wants something, um, you know, within reason, obviously. But for the most part, it's like she makes that face and then she asks nicely and cute. You look like you you called me from like a, a boarding school, like a like a kid's boarding school with the yeah, fucking. Well, Wood back, wood backdrop, you know. We got like an old school apartment here, kind of. This is like, you know, it's one of the sides of our apartment. Yeah, I like, yeah, yeah. That's it's cool. high ceilings, kind of old school. Yeah, we got great. a nice, nice pad here, man. That's so, great. Good for you. Thanks, man. Show your mind, but it's not nice. Is it the same place um, when I went to last time? I don't remember which one you came to. It was not when too far here? from the store. Oh shit. Well, I remember that. No, it's the same building, but I have a different apartment. I had to save money, so I moved. When I had, um, I have MS, yeah. so my multiple sclerosis bills were through the roof. So I had to move to a smaller apartment, you know, to survive. Yeah. So now it's re- now I'm underneath the pool. I said to them, "Is there anybody above me?" Yeah. And they said, "No," because I had a choice of two apartments. Yeah. And I said, um, "I don't want anybody above me because I live. I've grown up in apartment buildings. I don't want anybody above me." Yeah. And they said, "No." I said, "Great." So I'm moving this. It's underneath <laughs> the pool. So now all night long, people running, gates. Is it ever dripping or anything? No, no. Oh, thank God. It did drip, but it wasn't the pool. I, I bet, but my point is, it's just like they, I was like, I'm underneath the pool. Yeah. So when nobody lived above it, I'm like, you. Why do you think I was asking that? <laughs> yeah. Now I'm stuck here. I'm fucking stuck here. Do you have any jokes about it? That's fucking hilarious. I, I had I had done all the apartment jokes. So yeah, I yeah, yeah. Shit. But now so pool. I don't want to be the apartment guy. We got a pool. Know? I mean, that's that's different though, and I don't think anyone has that bit. I, I live below a fucking swimming. But, it, but it's all the same noises, you know. I just yeah. uh, <laughs> the thing is, I, that 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 bit and the fart. But that's all universal stuff. I like to write universal stuff, you know. Yeah. But uh, I, my my new thing now is silly, quick things. Yeah. Like, I wanted to I want to develop like five minutes. I have like I have like ten, I guess. Yeah, but I don't want to be like one-liners. But I I really like when the club when the audience gets really lost in long bits. Yeah, I like to just do suddenly like ten one-liners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm having the most fun right now is trying to see if I can make somebody laugh in one sentence. And I, what's hard about that is that they, if they don't find it funny, there's just silence. There's no yeah. other sentence before or after it. You know, yeah, so it's yeah, it's definitely harder. So what it's Stephen harder. Wright does, what Stephen Wright does is brave for many reasons. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's that putting doesn't your, work. Yeah, silence. You're really just putting yourself yeah. out there with something like that. 
Yeah. Like, here exactly. it is. That's it. Like you can't a lot of these, the longer form bits, you can kind of just keep fucking yapping and yapping and yapping. And until uh, yeah. someone you just you kind of force them to like, laugh at a certain point. Like my newest one now is uh doesn't honey mustard sound like a fat stripper? Yeah, I saw the clip. And- <laughs> it, people like it you know it doesn't kill but people like it. it's enough yeah. to go to the next one you know i, I think sometimes with the one-liners too it's about building momentum so you got one thing and another yeah, and then another, another, another. Another. yeah exactly yeah. right 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 so you're um you're living in la now you're from new york obviously oh one question before so la new york you played the comedy store and the comedy cellar which one's the better club uh they would they've all changed throughout time so right. you can't say which one is the better club because at one time uh, the comedy seller and comedy seller in the late nineties is not the comedy seller now. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot, it's a different, you know, and the comedy store in the eighties was not the comedy store in the, in the aughts and the comedy store in the aughts is not the comedy store now. Right. That, it, the comedy store before the pandemic was amazing. Yeah. The comedy seller before the pandemic was amazing. Yeah. Um, but there was a few years there. Like, like I didn't, I was in both clubs, the comedy store, in the early aughts was horrible. It was horrible. It was really? unbearable. Yeah. And then they yeah. fired the booker. Mm-hmm. He got caught stealing. They fired the booker. Oh, they got to know who Louis C.K. was. Louis C.K. walked in. He didn't know who he was. Yeah. He actually said to me, because I came from New York, he said, you, because um, Mitzi Shore, the famous Mitzi Shore, she passed me, and yeah. then she lost her mind after a while to um, you know, old age. So this guy took over, and this guy said to me, he goes, you, Dove Davidoff, Brian Callen, you guys came here funny, and I don't like that. What? I want you to start from scratch. I said, you want me to start at 2 in the morning all over again? Yeah. He's like, nah, nah. And then 10 years later, he got fired, and then I was there every night. Because the other, the other, the new booker knew me. He was like, oh, we got to get Brian Sclair on here. So that, I just started playing it. Don Marrera brought me in. Yeah. But the comedies, I always say the comedies tell in the late 90s. Now they weren't making the money they're making now with fucking six sold out shows a night. Yeah. They had one show from nine AM no, from nine PM to two AM. Yeah. And it was Artie Fuqua always closed it. Yeah. And it was and uh it was Bam. all the way through. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got it. So we're talking Nick DePaulo, Greg Geraldo, Patrice O'Neill, Bill uh, Burr, Jim Norton, Tom Papa, myself, Pete Corielli, Tony Rock, Sherrod Small. Uh, the list goes on. Ted Alexandro. Jesus Christ! It was, it was just boom, 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 all the way through. Yeah. This is before the Amy Schumers and you know, on Louis C.K., David Tell. It was, it was, and then Dave Chappelle would come by, Ray Romano, Jerry Seinfeld. It wow. was. Good. And what was great about it was there was no internet. There was no PC movement. You could not get in trouble. Also, um, this was uh, they were all in their thirties. I was in yeah. my late 20s. Yeah. But all the big guys who are now in their 50s were in their late, were in their mid 30s. Wow. So all they, so you had, so you had killer person after killer person after killer person after killer person after killer person all the way until 145 and then near the end. Yeah. So I always say there's that great line in um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, where he's talking yeah. about the acid culture in San Francisco. He goes, if you look out the window and look west with the right pair of eyes, you can see the high water mark where the wave finally broke and rolled back. Yeah. What he's saying was that was that, that was the height of the acid culture and the peace movement, and then it just stopped and rolled yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say in the late nineties of the comedy cellar, that was the high water mark for comedy I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It was yeah. you 
didn't walk downstairs and were not laughing. Like nowadays at the cellar, there's a person who kills and there's a person like, I don't like that, but oh, this, this person's talking shit. This person's great. This person's really funny. This person's talking crap. They may be funny. Yeah. They might not be your type of funny. Right. The comedy show in the late 90s was just killer, 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 killer. Yeah. And uh, Norm's father, Manny, was very in charge of that. Uh-huh. And he said something I'll never forget. Like, I just started playing there, and I was making, you know, lots of money every week. So I was able to move out. So I went up to Manny, and I said, hey, Manny, I just want to thank you for booking me. And he goes, uh, don't ever thank a club owner. Never thank a club owner. He's like, you do a good job. The audience comes back. I make money. It's a business. I pay you. You do a good job. The audience comes back. Yeah. It's a business. Never thank a club owner. Literally, did I know that he's the only club owner in the history of the world who thinks that? <laughs> they, yeah. they, the rest of them just want you to sell on your rings. They don't care if you're funny or not. They're pissed yeah. at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't realize you don't need to bring a fucking celebrity in every week. Yeah. All you got to do is do a good show and the crowd will come back. Yeah, There's a great yeah. club called Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle great club, in yeah. Wales, Michigan. And they just do a great show every night. Yeah. So whether or not you're famous, the audience comes back. They yeah. always come back. Yeah. So just yeah. do a good job. So that yeah. was what that's what Manny was. And then when he died, it was very sad. Yeah. My favorite story about Manny. Can I tell you the, my favorite comedy seller story? Hell yeah, yeah, please. Um, I it had to be 1999. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Chris rocks on stage. He's killing, and there's a there's like a drunk white kid in like a suit with two girls on either side in the front row. He's like, yeah. bada, 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 bada. he's having fun. Yeah. He's like, bada, bada. yeah. And Chris Rock's talking over him. Yeah. So I'm like, why isn't Terry Tones got to shut up? But Chris Rock's talking over him. So I'm next. Yeah. So I go on stage. It's very easy to follow a celebrity at the cellar because they're always doing new stuff. So you yeah. can always just show Here up and, and yeah. kill. Yeah. So I'm killing and I'm just talking over the guy. Just talking over the guy. And then next up is Sherrod Small. And so I'm upstairs at the table and we're all talking about how crazy that kid was. Yeah. And we look up on stage and there's Sherrod Small on stage doing this. And there's people running around. It's like, what the fuck is happening? So I go downstairs, two Italian kids on the back got pissed at the drunk kid and smashed a beer mug over his head. Woo! So I'm outside now talking, yeah. to, uh, talking to Sherrod. And we're like, oh, that's crazy, man. It's crazy. People are fucking filing out. Cops pull up. The, the two Italian kids get put in the cop cars. Yeah. Next to the guy comes out covered in blood, covered in blood. He goes, I'm suing this place. I'm suing you. I'm suing the ambulance. And, and he goes, I'm an innocent bystander. And I go, well, you weren't that innocent. Yeah. <laughs> the guy looks at me. The guy looks at me like, like, why is he saying this? I liked him, you know? Yeah. I realized like, he was just drunk. Yeah. So I go home. And the next day, my mother calls me. And she goes, what's going to happen to the comedy side? I go, what do you mean? She goes, she goes, Donald Trump's son was attacked at the comedy cell. Oh my God. Trump Jr. That was Tr- Donald Trump Jr. Oh my so I go, God. What? He goes, go by the post. So I go by the New York Post. On the front page is Tr- Donald Trump suing the comedy seller. Uh Chris Rock, he's he's like, Chris Rock works for me at my casinos. I'll bring him in as a witness. I'm yeah. gonna sue this witness. Yeah. So it's just I'm like, wow. And Manny is quoted as bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love Manny. So, I love <laughs> so now I'm I'm sort of new. I've been doing it five years, six years. Yeah. So I don't really fully understand. So I take the train in for my spots, and at the table is Manny and I think Rich Font or Colin Quinn. Okay. Colin Quinn's there, and I think Dave Chappelle. 
And I walk in, wow. and I'm like, and they're all laughing. He's got the New York Post, and he's laughing. Uh huh. So aren't you? I said, aren't you worried? He goes, Brian, you can't buy publicity like this. <laughs> and, then, and then I realized right there, Donald Trump is not going to sue. Yeah. Manny knows that. Manny knows that Donald Trump is promoting his brand. So Manny's now promoting his brand through the Donald Trump's promoting. Yeah. So Man- Donald Trump was using his own son's blood for promotion. Isn't that crazy? That's, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of knew that, like, when, you know, not to get all political, but when yeah. people were like, he loves us, he cares. I'm like, no, he doesn't he care about shit. No, he just cares about that. his image. Wow. He does not care about it. He didn't care about his own fucking son. <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah, what that's crazy. That's so, that's, that's also like, like, it's good that you guys, no one talks shit to him, you know? Because it could have been easy, yeah. like, it, 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 like, I don't know, let's say like you or Sherrod or someone got into it, he's being an, an asshole and he got into a fight, then then you would have had problems, you know, then like suing and stuff, like that would have been a whole yeah. a whole thing. No, know? no, we, but like, back, I'll tell you, back then it was, it was great back then. And I, and I know people would say, oh, back then, back in the old days, but it was that that group of people at that age, at that yeah. club, at that specific time, will never happen again. You were talking about you know? every comic you mentioned earlier is a Hall of Fame comic. So, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and that was every night. That was every night. Yeah. Wow. And and I never felt nervous because once you had a week on your under your belt with the seller, yeah. you know, I'm just as funny as these people. And like, I'm here for a reason. Yeah. If the seller yeah. was telling me in the late 90s that I was good enough to be on a stage with, with all these people, then, then I was. That's the only thing. I didn't really yeah. stop. Yeah, and I, th- I think moving to L.A. definitely hindered me as a comic, for sure. Mm, interesting. Yeah, but I do like it out here. It's nice. You know? So so you're from New York. Uh, what part of New York? Uh, I was born in Brooklyn, and born I was Brooklyn. raised in Queens. So where'd you go to high school? Went to an all-boy high school. Ooh. So my knowledge of women is four years behind everybody else. <laughs> and I'm dead serious great. about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, a woman's like, you know, like... I don't think I fully understood women very well. My mother, yeah, when I was like two years old, my mother brought me in. We went to a mall, yeah, and she had to she had to go she had to take a piss. So she brought me into the woman's bathroom and we went in the stall. Wow. My mother's very embarrassed about yeah. about, but she's a very private person. Yeah. So you picture there's people on the left, there's people on the right, on the other side of the stall doors. There's people in the bathroom at the sinks, and my mother's sitting and peeing. And I go, Mom, why are you sitting and peeing? Yeah. Because this is how this is how girls. This is how girls uh, make pee pee, mm-hmm. and I said, "So piss comes out their butt, and poop, <laughs> poop comes out their penis." Yeah. And because she was embarrassed, she said, "Yes." Oh no, no! I grew up thinking women had penises. Yeah. <laughs> Until like a week ago, no. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, for, to how long though? Like at a reasonable uh, age, you're like. And I, I, I told told reason hit, yeah, but I think for a long time. But my like all boy high school. It was awesome. I'll tell you, interesting about all boy high school. Yeah, no yeah. fights. Four years, not one fight. Really? Not one fight. When women always say men cause wars, men do this, men do that. If if they would stop fucking the guy who was the dick, then there would be no there would be no wars. You know what I mean? Sure. There'd be no problems. Yeah. Sure. You know, so it's like, so like you ever see Indiana Jones? The first Indiana Jones, he has all the spiders on his back and they're all moving around. Yeah. What's the actor's name? He played Doctor Octopus. Anyway, that guy. Oh. Uh, so they're in. I know he's great. Yeah. I know his name. I've met him. So they were interviewing him. Yeah. And they said, um, they said, what was it like having the spiders on your back? He goes, well, the spider wrangler put him there and they were all just sitting there. And then I said, it's not very scary. He's like, wait till I put the female on there. 
Then he put the female on there and the spiders went nuts. Right. So the point is that men by themselves aren't an asshole. Yeah. And women by themselves aren't an asshole. But you put the two together and there's assholes. Well, because they're yeah. fucking basically fighting over each other. That's, part, that's how pretty much yeah. every fight starts when you're... Every fight mm-hmm. I've gone into was from a chick, man. I, the first fight I ever got into, this dude was jealous because I was dating a girl he had a crush on. So he just um, came up to me and fucking started fucking with me. And then we had the fight. It's literally how every fight starts in mankind. Like, yeah. we, we want to talk well, about so war. I, I, so I don't think it's, yeah. I, mean, I made a joke before about beating all women, but that's just a joke. It's it's the yeah. combination of the two that doesn't work. Right. You know, but yeah. uh, anyway, so it's just sex that causes everything. Yeah. Sex is the driving force for everything. If the guy, the guy who invented aspirin, I'm sure he was like, I'm going to get laid from this. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Everything, everything is for sex, you know? Yeah, everything we do, every, the way we dress, what we do for a living, you know. Like I remember you, uh, you, you told I'm me once. Up on you get off on sex. No, dressing nice. Oh, dressing nice, yeah. Um, sure. So, uh, other than like, uh, so you said it was great. You had a good time in high school. All what? boys. Yeah, it was actually really fun. I did my, I, I, the, the school players were there. Okay. And uh, I got to. That's where everything started for me. Like I did plays in grammar school. Yeah. But it was the plays in high school that made me want to do this. Like, I always knew I wanted to do this. Okay. And I still remember the exact moment where I said, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And it was in a school, it was a sophomore year of high school. Room service was the name of the play. It was a Marx Brothers movie. And I, and in one scene, I was getting giant laughs, not from the script, from me creating physical physical stuff. Right, right. And I was like, wow. I was like, I can I can do this. Yeah. And that was, I always wanted to do, but that was the moment I knew I could. And that would never have happened if it wasn't for that school. And I, I think, think that school was a huge reason I'm here. And this yeah. is a, this, this is a, your high school is all boys school too, right? Not anymore. Now there's girls uh, in there. Okay, because I was gonna say I think you not trying to get pussy and stuff probably uh, you were able to focus more on what you wanted to do. Yeah, but that also fucked me over because like you know I, right. I would have liked some I would I could have used some pussy back then. Yeah. <laughs> I really could have. I really could have. Some guys were getting it, but that was that was their thing. They were going out for that. But I was they had like, to find it. Yeah. Yeah, how come? I was, how, how come were you too busy with the plays, or you just didn't um, know? No, well, I when eventually they, they had these camps uh, for um, for children with uh, HIV and uh, mentally handicapped children and mentally handicapped adults. So I would work those camps during the summer. Yeah, and that's where I started to uh, be with girls, the retarded girls. No, that's where I started to the, the counselors, <laughs> yeah, yeah. female counselors. I would start to be with. I would start to right. try to hook up at night. You spend all day with the campers and then at night you would go to the fields and try to make it out with a girl. Yeah. It was a couple, a couple of times I was successful. Most yeah. times not a couple of times I was, so yeah. that's where everything started, you know, for girls wise. Okay. Those, cool. those were fun, you know, and that's how I did stand up as well. Cause when I graduated college, mm-hmm. I got a job. The people who ran those camps had a house for about 10 mentally handicapped adults. Yeah. So I got a job as a counselor there. So for Sundays and Wednesdays, for 20 hours on Sunday, I would do, I'd work with them, and then I'd go to bed and wake up and take them to work. And I'd do that on Wednesday. So 40 hours, two days. Yeah. So that left me Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday to perform and audition. And it was great. Nice. It was great. That's the perfect so That's job. the only reason I had well, a lot of comics are stuck with a day job. Yeah. And then they, they got to wait up till 2 in the morning, and they can't balance it both. So yeah. I, I was really lucky because I found that job and organize it so I could just work two days a week. Yeah. And yet work full time. 
I don't know how uh, people with day jobs go on auditions. Like, like, because auditions are literally like the day before. Hey, come in at one p.m. Yeah. You're like, wow, all right, yeah, yeah. So they gotta say no. I would go. I would shoot myself. If I had to say no to anything. Yeah, and that's why I got on fucking television early on. You know, because I had that job. Yeah. yeah. What What was your first? Uh, God. The first thing I did was a pilot. Well, for, AB, for NBC had a pilot. One of the writers of Saturday Night Live and one of the writers of Seinfeld, same guy. Yeah. He wrote Adam Sandler movies. Name was Steve Korn. Okay. He had a pilot, and it was me, Tiffany Thiessen, and um, Sam White's Ganges brother, Mackenzie Aston. Okay. So it was the three of us, and the pilot was great. And it didn't get picked up, but then a writer from that pilot went to a – he was working on a sitcom called Three Sisters on NBC. Nobody remembers it because 9-11 happened. And uh, But I they threw me on that show from the pilot. Yeah. Right. Like I did so well on the pilot – the writer went to the, the, his bosses and said, you got to hire this guy. And they did. And I was thrown on a sitcom on NBC. So at 2001, wow. I moved out here and I was, I was suddenly on a sitcom. And I remember we shot two episodes. The first episode aired and people were recognizing me. And the next, the next day, New York blew up. Yeah. And that, that could oh, seem gosh. less interesting. It, it, like, but everything, even I could care less. You know what I mean? Yeah. And suddenly, everything could care less. And yeah. I remember being in fourth grade. And the teacher was teaching us about World War One and World War Two. Yeah. And I said, "When's World War Three gonna happen?" <laughs> and she goes, "I don't know." And I looked at the guy next to me. I said, "I bet it's what I get on TV." Uh. Yeah. And I was, and I was fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> How crazy so is that? Oh fuck, dude, that's funny, man. Yeah. Got- anyway, the people, the people that died had it worse. Yeah, of course, of course. It's anything with COVID. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's bitching about COVID this and COVID that. I'm like, bro, you didn't get it. You're still alive. Like, like, can you like? Yeah. Can anyone think of it like fucking uh, half uh, full for fuck's sake? I think after uh, New York had a bad, those two hits, you know, like, oh, a lot terrible. of people died in COVID in New York and then 9-11, who could forget those people coming out of those buildings, you know, yeah. falling to their death. That will all be Trump. Were you there for that? I wasn't there for that. No, I was yeah, like, well, New Yorkers will be, New Yorkers are, they had two really big things happen to them in the past fucking 20 years, you know, 25, yeah. whatever, whatever it's been. Yeah. You know. Crazy years. Oh my god, yeah. is this the 20 year anniversary? 2021. Yeah, it is. How, how fucking oh god, crazy. I thought last year was big. This is gonna be big. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so in high so were you considered like would you say you considered a cool in high school or were you considered kind of a well, there theater was, geek? Uh, was there any of that? I was I, it was there was the, there was a geek culture, but we didn't bother them. And there was yeah. And then there was the front. There was all the, there was all the cultures. You found your group and you stayed with your group. I was a comedian. Yeah. I hung out with I hung out with guys who were funny. Yeah. So there was one group of just really funny guys. So we were yeah. respected by each group. You right. know what I mean? But so, like you were, were you like looked at like all professional comedians? No. In high just, school. No, just no, the guys who we stick around. We were just we were the guys who made jokes. Yeah. We yeah. were the guys. So everybody liked our group. Yeah. So yeah. our group was liked by each group. Nice. That's what I remember. You know? What would you guys? What would you guys go and do, for like kids? Well, I would force them to do skits, and I'd videotape them. Oh, that's awesome! I did that. Yeah, I did that wherever I went. So yeah. I did that. I did. That. I still do that. I have yeah. friends in New York that I make them shoot with me. Still. Yeah. You know, I like skits. I think I think it's what I'm meant to do. And I wrote the True TV, and I sent them some skits. And they go, "We love it," but, yeah. but uh, we can't do any more uh, mid white mid forties white white men. I'm like, oh, straight okay. up. They straight up said yeah. that to you? Yeah, I don't. I fuck, instead, I, I, I don't. Then they yeah. gave a show to Chris, the Christmas the final, so I don't know how serious they were about that. 
Yeah, but he's dating. Isn't he dating like a, a Latino chick or something? Yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. And it's that's how you get really, out of it. Not, that's how you get out of it. It's not sketch. Thing. It's it's not sketch comedy. It's something else. It's like a competition show. So oh, really, not yet. But still, they didn't. They didn't want to. They they like they can't give another sketch show to a mid uh, and the white mid guy. 40s, I guess. And I'm like, people okay, be, thanks. People will be upset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they well, got pretty- a product of the Jokers, and so they hit their limit. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, do you um? Did you go to prom and stuff? Yeah. How was that? It was uh, well, it was right. I went with a friend, uh, you know, okay. a girl I wanted to fuck, but she thought we were friends. But we were friends, but in my head, I wanted more. <laughs> but I didn't make a move or anything. I appreciated her coming, and yeah. you know, I, I asked her as a friend, so I treated. So we hung out. You know, it was fun. We had a good time. Yeah. You know, I, I um, I don't like wearing ties because I have a fat neck. Sure. So I was not comfortable the whole time, but it was um, you know, I got the pictures. I still jerk off to him. It's great. About pictures of her. Pictures of everybody. <laughs> nice. Any uh, after prom shit? You go to like? Uh, yeah, we went know. to Rockaway Beach. Rockaway oh, Beach that's is fun. Yeah. Yeah, we that was our hangout. We went there. Yeah. All the time. So we went there after the prom. We played mini golf. We went to Manhattan and played mini golf, which was a waste yeah. of time. And then we went to uh, prom. We went to Rockaway Beach and drank. Yeah. And that was you know I love Rockaway Beach. It was that's what we would just do. We would just fucking drink on the beach and drink yeah. beers and whatever. And it was fun. It was great. Dude, that sounds yeah. fun, man. Yeah, growing up in the, uh, doing, going to high school in New York is so different than the suburbs. Like, you said you guys all took the train? The problem? No, we took a limo. No, to Rockaway Beach. No, we took the limo there. Oh, you took a limo. Okay. No, yeah. that's, just, that's just, it's just so different when you're in the, in the, in the suburbs, you know? Yeah, like, sure. You, you got to drive everywhere. And like, wait, what was the name? What was the name of the high school you went to? Archbishop Malloy. Archbishop Malloy. And that was in, you said Brooklyn? It's in Jamaica, Queens. Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. Oh, my God. But now it's yeah. now it's girls and boys, you know. It was a great school. I did, you know, they had a, it was a lot of service to the community there. So there's like a, when I finally got on television, I was like, okay, now I'm going to live for me. You know, yeah. I think I spent, I think I spent like 20 years just living for the, you know, like living to help people. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, okay, now, now it's me. But I probably should go back to that. I've been living for me for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, I feel. I mean, gotta be that way, though. If you're in show business and when you're young, you gotta be. I think you gotta be selfish, kind of. You know, if you want to make it. Yeah, but I'm paid for it. You know, there was a. I had a great girlfriend, a great girlfriend for four years. Um, yeah. And she wanted me to go on trips with her family, mm. and I was like, I got a show. <laughs> I yeah. got a show. This give me eighty five dollars. I gotta go. You know, but <laughs> I was like, you're on TV, asshole. You can say no. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I made I made some mistakes. You know. Fuck. Yeah, I try to do, I try to, like, this Monday, uh, my girlfriend and I are going to, like, I'm going to take the day off, and, like, we're just going to get fucked, you know, we're going to get drunk, we're going to go to a Mets game and stuff, but it's like, this shit is hard, man, like, I'm always thinking in the back of my mind, what if someone hits me up for work, you know, like, I, I, I got to turn it down, it's like, is it, like, at what point, what do you think, at what point is it, like? Well, is it, at, does she have a job? She's a PhD student, so she's pretty into her own shit, too. Okay, so when you guys have, you pick two days a week. Yeah, that you that you do stuff. Yeah, you live together. That's more than enough. You, you pick two days a week where you can do stuff together. Mm-hmm. It, it, it leaves you Fridays and Saturdays to perform. Now, yeah. if she wants a Friday and Saturday once in a while, you got to give it to her. Ah, fuck. Yeah, yeah it's worth it. Dude. Yeah, it's worth it. I'm telling you right now, I should have done that. Yeah. Now, if if it's a money situation, no, I have to work on Saturday. I have to work for money. Yeah. If it's a work because you need to perform. Fuck that! You go yeah. on, you go on once in a while. Yeah, I swear to God, 
because it's, it can't all be if it's work is work. But if it's just like, hey, I need to get on stage, then yeah, I gotta go scratch. To, go to fucking dinner with her. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's a, that's that's an addict type of fucking move, anyways. Oh, I just gotta get up because I gotta get up. Yeah. Like, cares. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can go back to high school and change anything, is there anything you'd change? Good stuff. Mm. Um, not high school, other stuff. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things I would change in my career, but not, <laughs> not in high school. High school, I did, I did the best I could, you know? Yeah, no, it sounded like, you know, well, you know what I really admire about you? It's like you you were doing, you're, you were, you've been acting and you've been entertaining your whole life. Like, yeah, not a lot I, of people. I was in plays, yeah. I think my first time on stage, I was four years old, in a yeah. fucking school play, you know? That's amazing. So you knew what you wanted to do. You did it uh, immediately. Yeah, I, I, I've been ready since first grade, you know? Yeah. I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. See, and I actually feel I got a little gypped because I think, I think that I, um, if I was born 10 years earlier or 10 years later, yeah, it, I would have, I would have more success, you know, but it's just okay. the way it fell. Cause I was, I'm ready to go. I'm at mm. the top of my game. Yeah. Top of my game, stand up and acting wise. I'm yeah. not working as much as I should because of my age. Mm-hmm. And if I was, you know, I, I got, a, I was a lead on two network sitcoms before Facebook. So yeah, most, YouTube, yeah. Most YouTube started the year the year I was on, like during during 2005, my show was over 2006. You know yeah, what I mean? those clips would be on circulating. Right. So if this was happening right. now, you would have like a hundred thousand followers. You would yeah, be on exactly. you know, whatever exactly. whatever bullshit uh social like you know social media Snapchat yeah. show. Yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. So I'm not. I haven't really got the chance to show everybody what I can do. There's a lot like my sketch writing and my sketch performing is top notch. I think. Yeah. And, and I'm too old for Saturday Live. Yeah. You know? Yeah, everything so, you post, the stuff you make yourself, it's all hilarious. I mean, if anyone that's seen you on stage knows you're a fucking a killer. Thanks. You can, yeah. So, Thank yeah. You, I friend. mean, it, but it also goes back to what we say about uh, you know being white and shit. You know, it's like right now. Well, it's it's, yeah. like, it's just a, it, there's a bunch. It was it was everything when I was on television. The the there was no social media, and then yeah. there was nine eleven, and then there was uh, the reality show craze, and then there was uh, YouTube. Yeah. So we were get. I was getting hit every week with, you know what I mean? And I was like, I'm playing the game the way it was supposed to be played, and everybody keeps changing it. You know, <laughs> it's just the way yeah. it is. But yeah. I, I have. I've had a good life. I'm, I can't complain. I've had ten amazing years that most comics will never, ever, 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 ever have. Yeah. So I'm lucky that that happened. Yeah. yeah. I'm lucky. Yeah, I'm lucky. I got the opportunities. For anyone listening, just go to Brian's IMDb. I mean, it's fucking. Uh millions of scrolls long you've done every you've done mad men you did you worked with pamela anderson um and there's a lot of great you know there's a lot of comics out there that like i just think to be a comedian at your level and then the acting you've done like that is like pretty awesome man straight yeah, i'm happy I, I think that when i die I, I could be like okay i did it you know yeah i didn't fucking become a millionaire but i did it yeah that's fine yeah you know sure. at this point i don't want to be famous because i think the internet is fucked up yeah. Uh, but I, so I don't want to be famous. I just want to make a living. Yeah. And that's what I want. Yeah. So we'll see after the pandemic how things go. Yeah. But yeah. thanks for having me on. It was good to see you again, James. Of course. Do you want to plug anything for the listeners? I have a book. Yeah. If you go to Amazon, if you go to Amazon and type in the words, how to punch a monkey, mm-hmm. my book will show up. How to punch a monkey. Uh, it's all, it's like brain droppings. George Collins brain droppings. It's all jokes. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and that would really make me happy if you guys bought that. 
Yeah, dude. Go, guys, go buy the book. Also, uh, check out Brian Live, brianscalaro.com. He tours the uh, nation. I'm telling you, man, one of the, like, only people I've seen fucking just murder. Like, he's a destroyer. Thanks. So you guys will always be happy if you go see him. Um, Brian, Great, thank thanks. you so much for your time. Good and, to you, um, you, James. I'll see you in New York on uh, Christmas. Absolutely, brother. All right. Take care. Later. Take care. Bye.